0: Welcome to the Rich Ton family podcast. I sure hope you had a good 2019, I sure did. So what are we gonna talk about today? Well, I had a variety of different topics, but probably the most interesting to me is playing with GarageBand. Now, why do I say that? Well, GarageBand is free inside a Mac. And with my current podcast setup, it's what I'm using. And of course, they've got this dynamics feature that lets you compress voices and so forth. I have to tell you, I kind of hate the sound of my own voice, so I can tune it up and make it sound amazing. You can uh, probably hear the different modulations here. I basically started with narration voice, and I've been cutting the highs like crazy. They have a reverb feature, which I've turned off, and an ambiance feature. It all just sounds very unnatural. So I'm trying to get that low bassy sound that I think sounds great. You know, I guess when I think about it, I'm trying to sound a lot like Ryan McCaffrey, who does an incredible Tesla podcast. I just love the sound of his voice. I also listened to the podcast I did for uh, the Microsoft Alumni Network, and that was also great. So maybe I'm just replicating that by cutting the highs and seeing how that sounds. So uh, why don't you let me know what you think? This is set with a high basically at minus four. The mids are equal. The lows are a little pushed. And the ambiance and reverbs off, and squeezes up a little bit, and compression's down. So anyway, back to the show. What are we going to talk about today? Well, 2020 is a kind of a strange year for me. It's just such a nice round number, but uh, I think I'm going to continue what we did in 2019, which is basically an audio version of the tongfamily.com website. You know, I've been blogging since 1996, and uh, the content is kind of what's inside my brain. So here you go. The first item is Dell rewards and UPSs, which sounds like kind of a random topic. But basically, when I look back on 2019, I signed up for a lot of different rewards programs on sites. And um, one of them was Dell. And I know I'm not going to use it unless I really focus on it. So I got $60 worth of rewards. They expire in March 2020, so i better got to use them. And uh, here's a plan if you have something similar. The first is to make sure to look at the deal pages. Now, the prices on Dell's site for small items is not super good. They're typically list prices. And uh, when you compare it to other sites like Amazon, there's just no competition. Uh, but although they have a price match, uh, if you've only got 60 bucks, it hardly makes sense to do that price comparison stuff. We went through all the categories in the deal section and uh, really when you go through keyboards, headphones, microphones, webcams, uh, it's pretty hard to find a good deal. For instance, uh, Razer mouse I looked at was $75 on the Dell site and it was $35 on Amazon. So um, it was hard to find a good way to use the $60. The best category I actually found was a strange one, uninterruptible power supplies. Now, what's a UPS? Well, this is a good time to advertise for making your computer more reliable. A UPS basically conditions the voltage that comes out of your wall. There's also a battery inside, so if the power goes out, your computer doesn't just die. And it's one of the cheapest ways to make sure your computer stays running because dirty power is a huge problem. Now, the APC600VA is a UPS that costs 60 bucks. It can handle up to 300 watts on the other side, so good for a modest computer. And if you look at Amazon, it's about 58 bucks. so there's not much of a premium on the Dell site. Plus, as a Dell member, you typically get free shipping, so for the net of about $2, I ended up getting a full UPS. Now, it shipped in on the way, and I'll let you know what I think about it. Okay, well, let's do another topic. You know, we were having dinner the other day with a friend, and he was off traveling around. And he ended up getting a uh, gasoline car in Portugal. And the name for uh, diesel and gasoline are basically the same if you don't know Portuguese super well, which I don't. And he ended up stuffing the nozzle uh, into his car and dumping diesel into a gas engine. Now, uh, let's be clear, that's not a good thing, and um, uh, just make sure that when you do this that you see what color liquid you're putting into your car. Now, I've had both gas and diesel engines um, when I've rented them, and it is really confusing. But the first thing to note is that the nozzle shapes are different, and usually it says diesel everywhere or gas everywhere, but it definitely pays to check. Now, uh, what happens if you do this? Well, I always thought it was just a catastrophe, but it turns out there are two different problems. If you have put diesel into a gas car like he did, the good news is that diesel is a way, way less flammable fluid. So basically, when you run out of gas, uh, the diesel goes in and it just gums the car and it dies. It gums up the fuel injectors, it makes everything horrible, and you have to clean it. It typically costs $1,000 or so to get it cleaned, but it doesn't do serious damage. But if you put gas into a diesel car, things are way, way worse. Gas is actually more explosive and it doesn't act like a lubricant like diesel does. So when you put it into a diesel car and you got the gas going, basically it causes a gigantic uh, amount of damage. First of all, gas isn't a lubricant like diesel is, so everything gets really hot and starts to seize up. Secondly, uh, it's igniting more quickly, so that's obviously very bad. Net-net, don't ever do it, but if you do, I sure hope you're putting diesel into a gas car. Now, my final topic for this podcast is a nerdy one. Uh, We just started a little nonprofit, and one of the key things was to write an Apple application. Uh, that is means that you have to get a corporate Apple developer account. i got to tell you, man, this is really super difficult. Uh, for one thing, if you use your personal ID, uh, like my email address, as a developer account, you can only have one corporate account tied to it. So my personal Apple ID is actually locked to an old company, and I'm not sure how to break that lock. So I guess the longer-term solution is to have a corporate ID and a personal ID. You know, every major company does things differently. Google loves this. I have a zillion Google IDs. Facebook hates it. They really want everyone to use their real ID and then you kind of tie it together with a directory at the corporate level. With Apple, they kind of half love it. So here are the steps if you are a real person and you want to create a new account. First of all, Apple wants a real person to be the super admin. It really doesn't work well if you have a fake uh, admin account like you do on Google because you have to fake a birthday and so forth. Now, here's the big problem. When you create an Apple developer account, they require you to have two-step authentication. Now, note that this is not two-step verification, which is the default, and which is completely different. Uh, What you basically have to do is tie your login to a phone number. Uh, But this really isn't enough. You actually have to first put the phone number into the Apple developer account Then you turn the authentication off. Then you have to go to your Mac or iPhone and turn on two-factor authentication Now right now uh, Neither iOS or Macs are tuned for multiple accounts with two-factor authentication In fact with iOS you have to log on with your corporate account turn two-factor authentication off with your personal account And uh, then you have a whole bunch of horrible things that happen that I'll go into in more detail later. Now, on your Mac, the best thing to do is you just have to create a separate user account on your Mac so you have a personal account and a dev account, and you have to go back and forth, and that really is super inconvenient. Um, I'd also note that when you turn off two-factor authentication, um, there's a really, really confusing thing in the actual Uh, iCloud UI in iOS. There are actually two places where you enter your Apple ID. First is in the Internet Accounts area and the other is in the iCloud area. You need to enter into the iCloud area, not the Internet Accounts area. So net, you probably only want your Mac to be the second factor because the iPhone is really a pain. Uh, Also as an aside, if you turn off iCloud on your iPhone, it's going to take a really long time because it basically deletes everything that is iCloud entries on your phone all your photos and everything else. So it's a really good incentive to have a separate developer phone in addition to your personal phone. And it also wipes out all your Apple Pay cards too. So um, now once you've done this, then you've gotta also make sure Dunn & Bradstreet knows your company. You gotta go look it up, and then it takes about two weeks for them to verify. Uh, they also have to verify the ownership of your web address and so forth, so it's quite a long process. What I really recommend for most people is you have your own personal ID and your personal accounts, and then when you get a company bootstrapped, you can then switch the apps over later as you get this corporate developer account. But man, what a pain. Okay, that's it for this week. So uh, please let me know what you think, uh, particularly about the voice quality. I've got low turned up, mid turned up, ambiance off, reverb off, highs way down. Hopefully I sound way more professional. If you have any questions or comments, just leave it on our website, tongfamily.com, or uh, reach out to me. Anyway, love talking to you. This has been a really, really fun format. I hope that uh, it's useful to everyone, and I hope to get better. Talk to you soon.